Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. And uh, 20 years ago, communication, the use of uh, the discipline of communication in Ghana was very low. And even realistically, the human resources required were hard to come by. And so we were very realistic at the time. We planned to work with individuals and organizations to begin to appreciate the importance and relevance of communications to their bottom line, to their development, to their livelihoods. And then we also systematically sought to develop human resources which eventually could be deployed once the opportunities came up. Then at that time, it was the uh, economic recovery program, all the reform, reform things were going on. And you could see that Ghana was beginning to look at its economic situation. Ghana was beginning to promote itself to the outside world. At that time, oil exploration was going on. And so a situational analysis that was done at that time pointed to a future in which potentially Ghana's economy would change and there would be competition. Democracy had come around and therefore the public was demanding more from decision makers. Um, There was a lot more liberation and therefore communities were demanding more or beginning to demand more of companies. So all these analyses were done to look at the current situation to enable us to build the roadmap for realizing where we wanted to be. But we could not say that 20, in 20 years we will be at this point. We took it in chunks. We had first a three-year plan. Then we started first with a one-year, then a three-year, then a five-year, and then... As things changed, we modified the plan. So planning also helps you to be able to monitor your growth and your development. It helps you to monitor where you're going. It's like going to Commenda, my hometown. If you plan to get to Commenda by a certain time, you know you have to leave Accra by a certain time because there will be traffic at Kaswa. If it's on a Saturday, there'll be traffic at Mankasim because it is a market day. So you take all these into account. So that's what we did. And we reviewed our situation regularly. People just plan, as Charles says, you they have plans, it's in their minds, and then they just do things as and when. But you a good plan requires that you have targets which you review periodically. But you don't also wait till the time of your target to review. Every activity should have its inbuilt in it a monitoring mechanism which tells you whether you're heading towards your goal 
or you're straying. And these are some of the things that Stratcom Africa has done. And we don't do it just on paper. We actually involve staff members. I remember that at a certain t- point in our lives, when we hardly had any money in the bank, we said that we were doing an internal review session, which meant taking our staff off-site and reviewing the company's situation with them. And at that time, the finance manager asked me why we were doing such a thing when we didn't have a lot of money in our account. And I said to him, that would help us to bring money into the account because we were going to gauge the situation of the company from the perspective of the people who were running the company. So as an organization, we have right from the beginning had plans for reaching the destination where we want to be, but we have also recognized that sometimes we couldn't see far ahead enough, so we have taken it in you know chunks of one year, five years, five years, etc. Even uh, at the beginning of this year, we reviewed our 20 years of existence to see what has worked, what hasn't worked, and what will take us further. So that those are very, very important. 27 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock, and in the studio with me tonight, Esther Koba, CEO of Stratcom Africa, and Charles Mensah, the managing partner of Trust Consult. We are interrogating the subject of planning from the individual as well as from the corporate perspective. And Esther, you make some very important points, the most notable of which is the environmental context. You say that a plan must carefully look at the environment within which you are operating, the opportunities that are coming out, the the issues within the environment, what is likely to happen next. And you also talk about the fact that it must have inside it, intrinsic, internal, in the plan, a a monitoring mechanism that helps you to see as you are going whether you will get to to um, commander. Let me use your example. In, in fact, if you live two hours away from from somewhere, or if you know that it, it takes two hours to drive somewhere, and you leave thirty minutes to the event, and you say, "Oh, the traffic." Listen, there was no way without a helicopter you would have gotten there on time. That's right. So sometimes, <laughs> even at the point of inception, you already are off course. This one, a monetary mechanism can help you. <laughs> <laughs> it means that you haven't adequately assessed your environment. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you talk about the fact that it starts with a very deep understanding of the environment within which you are planning. Yes. And then also there must be a monitoring mechanism. And then your stakeholders, your staff, you must carry them along. Charles, it just brings me my, my mind to a very important point environmental context which means that if somebody made their plan in jamaica and you you exported a plan to ghana without a connection to the environment it could just fall flat would you say so precisely why why when we copy plants other people plans without without looking at the environment that the plan was set in it fails now first and foremost to have a good plan itself you have to consider all factors now, if somebody brought a plan from, from Jamaica, for instance, if it's a bank, and they want to set up a branch here, and we want to copy the same thing here, it will not work, because there's a cultural difference to start with. There's also um, um, a lot of different way of doing business. Now, you need to look at 
what it is that Ghana is good at. What are the opportunities that I'm coming to pick up? Once you do that, then you can tweak your plan to suit the environment that you're operating. Even within Ghana, I I, I, I used to run an organization that, um, 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 you know, the head of 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 of, of department in that organization, you know, uh, we post people to regions, but in a particular region, we couldn't post uh, uh, a female manager there initially because the people don't see themselves discussing their problems with a female manager so then it is that they were giving us problems asking what well, I, I didn't understand so i went there and studied and spent time with the elders of of, of that particular area then i realized that oh it's a culture thing then i said okay this is the way i'll do it now, what I did was that I brought in another, a gentleman, and they were working hand in hand. So they would go to the meeting together. So whereas the woman is the manager, the men will be looking at the, the gentleman and be talking to the gentleman. And in other words, we looked at the, the particular culture setting there, and we took it. Now, if it is that you would automatically would have, um, oh, let's copy and paste, copy and paste, it would never, never work. So in our environment, you have to look at the, situation, the current situation. What is it that can work in this particular community? What is the thing that they, they, they want to do best? I mean, if you look at another region, for instance, their morning starts at 8.39 in terms of activity, serious activity. Other places, their morning starts 6 o'clock. So if it is that you're going to do something for mornings, you have to tweak it properly. I mean, they sleep late. It reminds, me of, reminds me of when we took Springboard to Gambia. And we announced we're going to start at 9. It, it, it almost caused chaos because the Gambia is like, laughing. You know Gambia very well. They, no, this, the day starts at 10. Yeah. So it was like, why have a program at dawn? Why? What's up? <laughs> 9 o'clock, they called it dawn. Yeah. We managed to still have it, but it, 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 was a, it was breaking news for them. It did come on at 9, but they just couldn't believe that we actually sure. were able to go ahead yeah. and do it at 9. It, it required a lot of orientation, a lot of work, but that was a serious culture. And 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 and, and Albert, and also some of the things that we have to work towards is that yes, the company may be yours, or uh, the company may be a group of people putting up. There should be accountability along the line, mm-hmm. because sometimes because the plan looks good, we should have a checks and balances to the stand that when we review it and some there's a, a hitch somewhere, we can say, oh, look, you didn't do it right. You need training. You yourself, CEO, you need uh, capacity training in the area of finance. So you need capacity training in the area of communication. You, need, you know, we should review it and we, there should be accountability along the line. It's your own business. But if you begin to stay out and run the business as it is and review it and have the accountability, you can grow and grow faster. But if it is that it's my own business mm-hmm. and therefore when you see any flaws in it, you don't correct it and then you look for somebody to blame, it won't work. It's 32 minutes past the hour of 7. I'm going to take a brief musical break. When I come back, we're going to move into that aspect of planning that is the most exciting. So what happens when the target keeps moving? What happens when you plan so meticulously and factors outside your control, like the devaluation of currency or like the change of environment or or macroeconomic challenges? And that's the subject we are looking at at the Festival of Ideas. How to deal with moving targets, how to put things together when things seem to be going outside your control. And so when you come back from this break, I'm going to find out from you, how do you stay on track when the target is that you're shooting keeps moving? 
and that will be part of our discussion. We'll also be looking at how to put in place the checks and balances to ensure that the, the plan itself is reinforced so it doesn't go out on a tangent. We are looking at the subject of planning, talking about planning, there is a plan you must make tonight to attend this training session on proposal and report writing. This two-day seminar is targeted at business executives and corporate leaders to help you structure and lay out professional reports and proposals. Whatever reports they are that you write on a weekly or monthly or quarterly basis, this seminar would equip you with the skills to be able to write them well and to write them in a way that would please your various stakeholders. If you also are required to write sales reports and reports or, or proposals for sponsorship and marketing, you would want to take advantage of this seminar to enable you write them in a way that would attract partners and stakeholders to your products. The dates are Wednesday the 4th and Thursday the 5th of June 2014. That is this coming Wednesday and Thursday from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. The venue is the Knowledge Center at East Legon, near Knoxford University, or behind the new Mansfield Grand Hotel. This is put together by Legacy and Legacy, and you want to take advantage of it. The number to call zero five four four three one five one six four or zero two four four three five nine three nine three, or you probably want to call zero two four quadruple nine. Triple five. I am in the studio today with Charles Mensah, CEO of Trust Consult, and Esther Koba, CEO of Stratcom Africa, talking about planning from the individual and the corporate perspective. So, my focus at this point is on when the plan has been made and the assumptions begin to change, what do you do? And so, you plan to take a course. And the course is either outside the country or it's a, it's, it's a, an international course, CIM or whatever, and you get to pay in foreign currency. And you plan based on your salary and a certain amount of money you thought you would, you would need to do the course. And so just by the fact that the exchange rate is changing, the amount of money needed is rising out of your control. Charles, how do you deal with a moving target or unforeseen contingencies? Um, thank you, Albert. Albert, I think... A good plan must have that flexibility, and you do what we call the what-if scenarios. Because, it's, yes, you have to plan that you are going to do this, but you have to ask yourself, what if my clients uh, refuse to take the first order that I would deliver? What if the bank rate changes? What if the exchange rate? So you do a lot of what-if analysis. Now, when you do the what-if, it gives you some flexibility of fallback that just in case this thing happened, I will do this. For instance, you may have a credit period for your customers, 30-day credit, as a policy, and you've planned around that. And then you can ask, what if, what if one of my clients, a huge one, of course, um, refuses to pay on 30th day or on after 30 days, and then what should I do? Now, when, when your what if analysis will tell you that, look, you should probably look at discounting, the invoice, you should probably look look, look at uh, uh, um, um, going to a bank to for the bank to uh, um, factor your invoice. There's a way that you can organize yourself, or maybe the customer will give you a positive check that you can take to the bank as a comfort. So when you ask yourself such questions, be careful how you use the word comfort. <laughs> It has a different meaning in this I'm place. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, for the me. registrar. Yes. 
So, when it is that it, it happens, the first thing you will do, you fall back in the first scenario or the first option, and then you move on. Now, another key aspect is that you should have flexibility also in terms of uh, cash and cash equivalent. I always tell uh, people I consult for. Why is that? You must have at least 15 to 20% of your uh, resources in cash and cash equivalent. Because just in case an opportunity happens, that money or that part, you can convert that particular thing to cash and take up the opportunity, the, the, the advantage. So it's very important that you must have some resources also in in in, in your in, the, in your business. Very flexible at that. Right. So let, let, let's apply this to the case of the individual. I'm just thinking about somebody somebody tonight who's taking a course that has an international payment component or something is happening that is you just did not plan for this okay okay you 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 studied trends esther said look at the environment you've looked at a certain number of years and said the the the, the highest possible variance is probably 10 percent but a particular situation emerges that you did not anticipate and therefore the variance is probably 30 percent now it's getting into a zone that you know i mean the the the, the managers themselves did not anticipate that how do you respond in a situation like this to a, the fact that you are required to pay more than should i look at the individual or individual okay. Let, let's go to the individual okay i mean you there's, there's, i use an example of somebody writing an exam who is therefore required to pay let's say pounds like or, a sima or, or whatever okay okay how do they get things around first and foremost at least they have a, a a plan that they will pay the subscription at this date. Now, either they, 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 they will prepare ahead of time. Now, obviously, exchange rate went beyond their means. So, how do we go around it? First and foremost, the objective is to get a qualification. How to get those qualifications means I have to pay a subscription right to exams, which are critical to your survivor. Now, if indeed you plan very well, you would have bought some pounds sterling or some uh, dollars ahead of time. Now, if it is that, yes, you plan at, let's say, for example, 2.8, and it turns out that it's 3.1 as we speak, you quickly have to look at yourself. What are the things that I have to cut? Because really, it has happened. You have to pay. The subscription is very important in your life. So what are the things that you have to cut? So determine what is your priority and, and some things must be cut. Cut, exactly. So, so your, your entertainment bill could suffer Which because is obvious. of your educational bill. Which is obvious. So, so the, I want us to go to the practical side of it because sometimes you want to eat our cake, Esther, and have it. Yeah. You, you know what you like. And and some, somehow you are facing an issue and you know this one, it, you just can't walk at the same pace and get a commander. Like, let me use your commander again. Yeah. So you are looking at the, the, the pace at which you are driving. No matter what happens, traffic or not, you won't get to commander. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying that you need to make some cuts. So you need to probably decide that you will rest at Anumabu yeah. <laughs> overnight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really like this question. Right. When, when I talk about environment, self is part of the environment. Right. Because of a lot of the time, we, in our planning, if we don't take care, we plan outside of self. Right. And self, if you don't, it sometimes becomes the danger within the planning because you haven't analyzed your own self and what you, the things that you do that can facilitate the realization of your plan or get in the way of your plan. So as Charles has said, if you're somebody that spends money on entertainment, on clothes, on food, 
you have to prioritize because there's a prioritization in planning and determine what will I cut out. You even have to um, assess your ability to withstand shocks. What will I do if this doesn't go the way that I'm planning it to go? What are the shock absorbers you put around you so that you don't give up? So all those things are important. So if you're planning to take such an exam, you have to pay such and such, you need to, you ought to have been able to look at the previous year. What happened? What are the forecasts for this year? And what amounts of monies do I need to save? And if things change, your tar- the, the, the target has moved, what will you also move to be able to get your cheese? I like the cheese. Because you, you, otherwise people sit and blame, you know, the situation. I, I wanted to do this, but this didn't happen, so I couldn't do it. You need to take charge, analyze the situation, look at self, look at the environment, look at what you will cut out so that you make sure that you get what you want to get. So it's cutting out some things. Borrowing if you have to borrow, but knowing that borrowing comes with certain responsibilities. So you plan to uh, pay back at the appropriate time. It is 12 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. I'm going to be opening the phone lines very shortly for you to make your contribution about planning. Are you, are you planning for something? Are you facing challenges? Do you want some counsel about how to plan effectively? I want to remind you that today I have for you 10 commandments of planning as I've gleaned them from, from Esther and Charles. And if you are the, the kind of person who loves to write notes, these, these 10 commandments could be helpful for you in your quest to understand the subject more. So in their rough form, the top 10 tips I've gleaned from them, if they were writing a book, it would be the top 10 commandments of planning by Charles Mensah and Esther Koba. So number one, have a definite vision. Definiteness of vision is very important. Number two, identify your destination. Where exactly are you trying to go? Number three, look at your current location. So you're going to Anuabu, but currently you are in Accra. That's important. The person going to um, Anuabu from Cape Coast or Elmina is different from the person going to Anuabu from from Accra. So your current location. Number four, carefully examine the environment you operate in. The risks, the potential, the opportunities, the cultural perspectives, etc. Number five, be realistic. Be realistic. Number six, know the vehicle you want to use, the vehicle you want to use to get to that destination. Number seven, identify which resources you will need to help you execute the plan. And number eight, take your staff or your colleagues, your team members along with you as you go. Number nine, build in a monitoring mechanism. And then number 10, make provision for the unlikely, the things that you did not plan for, which can come and cross your plan. Make some provision for contingencies. So these are the top 10 tips I've gleaned from planning. What have you learned tonight? Let me open the phone line, 030-221-6541. You want to call into the show, talk to my guests, Esther Koba and Charles Mensah. Let's talk about planning. Are you planning to build a house or marry a wife? 
The Bible says in Luke 14, 28, that which of you seeking to build a tower will not first sit down. That means that first you must sit down. If you are running about, you can't plan. Just sit down and consider whether you have what it takes to build it. That means after sitting down, you must consider. It is possible that after sitting down, you realize that you don't have what it takes and then you revise the whole planning. What have you learned about planning? Call into the show. Let's talk. 030-221-6541. Let me remind you that the winner of the Bible verse contest is Kwabna Adonting Ampedu. So he adds the book Five Talent Mentality to his library. And if you have not as yet won, you want to try next week and make sure that you keep trying because if you try consistently, you can build a wonderful library of inspirational and leadership books. And let me just tell you, the scripture that we quoted is from Proverbs 24, 27. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward, build your house. Let me also remind you that the Ten Commandments we posted on our Facebook page, Springboard, the Virtual University. Hello, good evening. I am blessed, and you too? I'm doing well. This is Eastwood. Eastwood, tell me, what, what have you gleaned about planning tonight? Um, seriously, I've, I've learned a lot, but I just wanted to ask you this question. Assuming somebody somebody doesn't have a, uh, as a capital to go into all these senses that you are, uh, you are telling us, would there be any other alternatives that can be used? So that is the question I'm asking. Are you saying that if somebody doesn't have the capital to implement the Ten Commandments, you don't need capital. It's just a, a, a blueprint for your planning. So just stay tuned, and I'm sure that some of the things that we share will, will throw more light on them. Hello, good evening. Zero three zero two two one six five four one is the number to call into the show. We've been talking about planning. My guests Esther Koba and Charles Mensa. We've looked at individual planning as well as corporate planning. Our focus has been on the fact that many companies don't last for more than a year. Esther has built a company that's, that has lasted for twenty years. Our our aim tonight has been to challenge you, the individual, building your organization or even building your life, to learn lessons from Esther and from Charles, who is a consultant about how to make sure that you, your company can outlast Stratcom in terms of what they have done so far. So I hope you've learned something tonight. It's eight minutes to the hour of eight o'clock. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yes, my name is Dennis. Dennis, share with us what you've learned about planning or your question for our, list, our, our, our guest, please. Yeah, um, I've learned that in planning, first you need to understand your situation. Once you have been able to understand your situation, then you go ahead to set um, objectives for which you would like to achieve. Once you set the objectives, there are little aspects of strategies that you need to build. And these strategies should be able to lead you to what you call the Ten Commandments, where you can set up tactical plans on how to achieve each of such objectives that you have set. Then you'd have to plan um, your finance in terms of the men. I think the lady from Stratcom was talking about some few people that she's been working with. Those, are, I believe, are the main aspects of it. And they add up to the company by making good use of their time. So all, all right. That, you, uh, yeah, uh, it's obvious that you have learned a lot of things and you are trying to raise a marketing scheme. I don't like that. 
<laughs> Thank you very much for your thoughts. So let's, let's, let's find out. Have you learned one thing that you are carrying away from tonight's program? Are you planning something and you require some direction about how to make it happen? The number to call 030-221-6541. Hello, good evening. Yes, hello. Good your, your, your name, who are you calling from, please? Um, my name is Elizabeth, and I'm calling from Ligon. Elizabeth? I have, yes. Tell me, have you learned something about planning tonight? Oh, yes, a lot, a lot. But I have a question to ask your, the panel. Oh, please go ahead with the question, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, I want to know from your guests, at what point should one abandon, you know, lay down plans, something you've done, which is in line with your values? I ask this because... Um, there's the thought that if you have one plan you are going with, it shows that you are focused, you know what you're about. Then again, if you have an alternative, there's a thought that um, you, you, are, you are in doubt about the plan that you initially had. So I want to know, at what point should one abandon, abandon the initial plan? Elizabeth, it's a fantastic question. I will answer it very shortly. Let me take Farid from Laboni. You are our last caller. Farid, good evening. Good evening. Farid, your thoughts about, about planning or your question for our, our guest tonight? Well, uh, I've been really inspired today. But one problem I have is that you're saying that your plan needs to be realistic. But I learned from one of my... Oh, I'm so sorry, Farid. I, I, I have a feeling that we, you were heading towards the question about big dreams but i don't want to assume but let's talk about elizabeth who says when do you abandon the plan i have a friend who wanted to become a doctor she wrote the exam three times and it just wasn't happening for her she's a typical arts student very good at reading subjects she just wanted to live the parents dream of becoming a doctor esther when do you say enough is enough you don't abandon the plan you transition from it or you build on it help us understand that in normal that English. means that you find out the reasons why the plan has not worked. That is part of your situational analysis. Why didn't it work? Uh, was it something that had to be done that was not done? Then you can revisit your plan and amend it. A good plan is adjustable. So then if you find that you do not have the elements that will make you realize the plan, at that time are not available to you, then you look at an alternative plan that will get you to your destination because you have an overall goal. So that is what I would say, that you can leave your plan but analyze it before you do. Charles, before we go, if if you if in your changing the plan you change the original destination, would you call that failure? Oh no 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 no, no it's not. I mean certain things maybe uh, with with time probably has given you that, look, you should change from, let's say, pursuing this, becoming a doctor. Maybe you want to become a, a lawyer or, or, or a radio presenter. And therefore, your thing has changed. But because you, your plan has a bit of flexibility, it will be easy for you to, trans, to transition to that particular objective that you've decided that you're going to pursue. So you don't abandon. It's just you change the mix. You don't abandon the whole thing. Now, if it, indeed that you did it right, you probably will have options within it. So that is the options are your what if scenarios. Yeah. So when this thing happens, I will do this. When this happens, so you don't abandon the whole thing. 
Right. You know, I mean, the fact of uh, uh, losing your, your 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 something, it doesn't mean that, oh, then I, I will not do anything at all. You have to move to the next stage. An adjustment could also mean that instead of three years, you say realistically, this, this, this will rather do better in five, five years. years. Right. Esther, your closing thoughts tonight? My closing thoughts are that a plan should relate to a vision. A plan, a good plan, should be adjustable. It should have all the elements of resources, human and uh, material. A good plan should also be dynamic. A good plan should have within it a monitoring mechanism. A good plan should always stop to celebrate success. Mm. A good plan should not look only outside, it should look within as well. My final, final thought is Planning brings value to self, to organizations, and to the whole country. Reverend Ransford Abose, please stop to celebrate success. Charles, half a minute. Closing thoughts. Um, I think you should have good followers. You should have the knack to have right people who can question mm-hmm. you, the accountability bit, who, who can review the system and say, I think this option is not going to go well with us. So you should have good followers. And then you should also take criticisms in good faith. Take criticism in good faith. And Esther, tough to celebrate success. I love that one. It's a nice way to close. Let me remind you, if you are, if you are planning, let me use the word planning, if you are planning to attend the writing workshop, writing proposals and writing reports, let me just give you the number to call again. 0544-315164. Just these two days away from work, preparing yourself could literally transform your entire career. Tonight I've been with the Esther Koba of Stratcom Africa, celebrating 20 years of excellence, and Charles Mensah, CEO of Trust Consult, helping us understand what it takes for an individual to plan and what it takes for companies to plan. And we've learned that a good plan must have some attributes, and these attributes are posted on our Facebook page, Springboard, the Virtual University. On behalf of Comfort, Ignatius, and Matthew, this has been Reverend Albert Okran saying, thank you, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,